Hey, Flophouse listeners, normally this is the time where Dan would say on this episode, but first, I want to tell you about something very exciting. The Flophouse is coming back live. Yeah, over the internet? No, not over the internet. In front of your faces, if you live in New York or Brooklyn or have access to a play to transport yourself there. That's right, August 7th at 7.30 p.m. at The Bell House, our old stomping grounds. We're going to be doing our first live in-person show in about three years, since 2019. Yeah, I'm so horny for that shit. We're going to be having a great time on stage in front of people, barring another uh, outbreak of a deadly disease. That's August 7th, 7.30 p.m. We're going to be talking Morbius. That's right, it's the summer of Morbius. Morbin time, meme, 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 etc. Just go to The Bell House. NY.com for tickets. That's thebellhouseny.com. That's August 7th, 7.30 p.m. for the show. Doors open at 6.30. We're going to be talking the Morbster. That's right. And you're going to be there watching it in person and loving every minute of it. And now, Dan, take it away. It's me, Dan. On this episode, we discuss old. Where life's a beach and then you die. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Said a welcome Baby. to the jungle. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the beach. You're, You're gonna, gonna die. You're gonna die. <laughs> Welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. What is up, Dan McCoy? It's me, Stuart Wellington, over here. <laughs> and over over here in California, it's Elliot Kalen. Hey, guys. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, okay. Just chilling, dog. Stuart's wearing a terry cloth, uh, what is this, a cheetah print shirt? Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, like beachwear. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would that be appropriate for today's movie, guys? Well, that's because we're talking about a beach that turns you old. That's right. We're it's watching inter- old by watching the movie The Beach That Turns You Old. <laughs> <laughs> it's the in- interesting interpretation of beachwear. Uh, <laughs> yep. but, that's right. Uh, but we're watching the, the movie about the beach that turned you old. Why do we do that? Dan, what kind of podcast is this? This isn't, well, wait, this isn't a How to Learn German podcast. This is, uh, this is a podcast where we watch a movie that was a critical or commercial failure and talk about it. Uh, this one's right on the And edge. we also sometimes talk about Topeka. We do talk about Topeka sometimes. That's right. This well, one we provide is a right forum for edge. other people to share their thoughts about Topeka. <laughs> it got uh, 55 is the Metacritic average. It got very positive reviews and it got very negative reviews. And people's opinions of it uh, seem to be Pretty all over the map. Uh, what, what and it was a financial it? success. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. To, that's uh, what he, we're gonna find out about today. Was he for one of those? How's How's our boy Evan doing, doing? Okay. I don't. I mean, like, I think the recent sort of like, I think Split did very well for him, and then Glass was kind of middling. Mm, but I yeah. think he's on a bit of a minor upswing. And clearly, he hasn't gotten all his person's bones or glass because we got a little <laughs> bit, a bit of that in old. Don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you so, know what? I, I would say I would say he's doing pretty well. He's kind of had a resurgence. You might say it's a new day for M Night. <laughs> oh, mm. I wouldn't say that though. Um, oh, it is, oh wait, I was uh, wrong. Glass was a huge hit. What are you? T- uh, Fucking on a crushing of it. The entire million, city of Philly turned out for their favorite son. On a budget of 20, <laughs> 20 million, it made two hundred and forty-seven million. Glass did. That I mean, is amazing. S- say this about M. Uh, he can stretch a budget like he can. Yeah, 
You're right. It's amazing that on only $20 million, he made a movie that looks like it was shot for $5 million. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, roasted. Oh, man. Boom. Let's give him some uh, cream for that burn you provided. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Don't worry. It's going to heal real fast because he's on a magic beach. Stuart, tell us all about it. Or a science beach. It depends on which interpretation (laughs) you follow or whether or not you read the goof section, which it feels like this movie is like an oops all goofs. (laughs) It is. Uh, is, It feels like it is taunting the goofs. It's just like (laughs) trolling the goofs. Although I will say, Arthur C. Clarke once said that any beach that's uh, th- that's uh, advanced enough is uh, uh, indistinct from magic. You can you can mm-hmm. you can't tell the difference oh. between a, a, a beach of a science advanced beach. enough science Alex is indistinguishable gonna, Alex from is magic. Cut the, Alex is going to cut that joke to make it a little tighter, but I think it's going to kill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like this, guys. Beach. It's been a it's been a it's been a long morning. It's <laughs> yeah, been a long it seems morning. Like it, yeah. Okay, so uh, movie opens. We are introduced to a family of four, the Kappa family. Uh, not like Kappa the turtle or like That's the clothing wondering. brand. Um, and so you're saying it, they don't have they don't have bowls on their head, and you when they bow, the water falls out of the bowl, and they become incapacitated, like a Japanese kappa. They do not do that, nor okay. are they two like mudflap girls back to back on some sportswear. Um, okay. okay, so it's a family of four. Uh, the father is played by the incredibly hot Gail Garcia Bernal. Yeah, um, <laughs> Audrey was <laughs> Audrey was keen on. Wait, I don't know why you're laughing because Audrey was keen on watching this. He that is her number one man, Gail. Garcia Bernal. She's got a type. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Say, looking at Dan. That's <laughs> true. Uh, I don't <laughs> quite. You see slap it, a beard but... on our boy. Yeah, you guys look the same. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Um, okay, so uh, I I don't have the full cast in front of me, but uh, uh, Guile is playing Guy. It's probably not easier <laughs> for him to remember. Yeah, they just cut uh, the L his, off. His wife is uh, Prisca. Is that the name? Uh, uh, yeah, that's Pre- Presca, Presca, yeah, something like Vicky that. And they have troops from Phantom Thread. Yeah, right. Uh, and also we have uh, an, a slightly old, an eleven-year-old daughter Maddox and a six-year-old son Trent, who is very precocious. Uh, mm-hmm. They arrive uh, at a, a very fancy resort. They are uh, greeted by a vaguely German guy who is only a little bit like, he's like a slightly less creepy Peter Stromer. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're given a he looks special- like He looks like a guy who won first prize in a Peter Stromer <laughs> lookalike contest. <laughs> True, yeah. Uh, and it's got all the trimmings here, folks. We got specialty cocktails. <laughs> <Cranberry> sauce. <laughs> uh, yep, we got a, a, a drink fountain, a candy station, everything you could ask for from your fancy hotel. This is like- this is like what if the this is like the White Lotus, baby. Like, give me more of this. Except it's not as mm-hmm. stressful as the White Lotus. Um, okay, I, I would say much more stressful, considering what happens to every single character's tour. Uh, I mean, I would say the the events are more stressful, but the storytelling is less artful and stressful. Mm. But maybe I that's because that. I'm a yeah, Mike White stand. <laughs> and nobody ends up with a poop in their suitcase. Spoiler alert. Um, okay. Uh, so the, now the I youngest watch son. watch the show. A poop in a now, suitcase? It's, so, it's, that's so a, great. it's actually a spoiler alert for old that no one ends up <laughs> yeah. with a poop in their suitcase that's in the movie true. old. Uh, although, it's just because it's not shown doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. That's true. There's a whole world outside the frame. So yeah. the, the youngest son. The cinema sins. The, <laughs> uh, the, the, the young, precocious kid, Trent makes friends with a uh, a kid who, like, lives at the resort named, wait, I got it somewhere, Idlib? Yeah, Idlib. Idlib. And he's the, he's the nephew of the resort manager. Yeah. So it's unclear why he lives at the resort. 
But <laughs> it, I guess that's a sitcom right there. Is yeah. is I'm I'm this resort manager who's kind of like Peter Stormare, and suddenly I'm inheriting this this nephew has to come live with me. Oh oh, so much trouble every episode. <laughs> uh, so they settle into this resort. It seems like paradise. Uh, the kids go around and they uh, meet all these people that li- that are at the resort, including a chef, a cop, and a dancer. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 Trent likes nothing more than to meet someone and ask them what they do for a living, and then immediately walk away. Uninterested mm-hmm. in the details. <laughs> he also, well, he also needs to know their name. Uh, and yeah, I guess I think it's just name the, and pro- <laughs> profession. And luckily, and there's no one do? with a boring profession. This? Everyone has a very specific, somewhat interesting <laughs> profession. Yeah, except, for to... Gal, except for Gal Garcia Banal, who is who is an insurance adjuster. Yeah, who, uh, I guess an, he's actuary. an actuary. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to get into this. Like, there's nothing more emblematic of the film Old than the scene in which the kid asks what these people do for a living and then just leaves because this movie loves to tell you what various characters do for a living. Like, like sometimes when it doesn't make sense, like someone says that they're a nurse twice in the in the movie. Like, it was like, yeah. well, we already established this movie. And then there's another point where Vicky Creeps' character is like, no, you can, like, she's like trying to show that you can trust that she knows about some medical thing, basically. And she's like, I'm a, I'm a museum curator. <laughs> like, I'm like, why does that mean that you can trust her more? <laughs> like, she's what is she's trying to prove that she's human, Dan. Yeah. She's not just yeah. writing well, and th- words that's how, on a page. Uh, that's how, uh, and, and that uh, Gail Garcia Bernal will be able to piece together that there's something fishy going on because he's like, but according to the insurance odds, it makes no sense that two people would die on a beach. <laughs> the odds are astronomical. Yeah, so like everyone is everyone is defined by their job and also uh, by the relationship to one other human being yeah, on the yeah. planet. Oh, yeah, um, yeah okay. Ken Long says he's a nurse so many times in this. He just yeah. cannot stop telling people he's a nurse. <laughs> he introduces himself by name and then his profession multiple times. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay, so Guy and Prisca are planning on separating after their vacation. Uh, they're just like two opposite. He thinks about the future, and she's always thinking about the past. This yep. is something that does not bear out at all, that he's yeah. always thinking about the future and she's always thinking about the past. It never yeah. comes up again, really. Well, this feels like a screenwriter's notes to himself. Like, M. Knight's like, okay, well, this is going to be about people growing older. So one of the characters world should world have a older. future job, and one of them should have uh-huh. a past job, and this should inform their personalities. And he's like, that's good, that's good. He writes it down, and then he doesn't, like, actually weave it into the story. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, like, and- I told you, showing is telling, right? <laughs> and they vaguely allude to a, uh, a medical condition that Prisca has that mm-hmm. we'll yes. find out all about later in gory detail. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we cut to the beach at night. This is a different is- beach. We haven't seen this beach before, but we're <laughs> going to see it is- a fuckload. <laughs> it becomes explicable later, but the way this scene is inserted is completely inexplicable. Stuart, it's, tell us all yeah, about it. Yeah, it's great. So yeah. we have uh, we have a, a guy, a, um, a man and a woman on the beach. Uh, he we don't is, yet know that the man has the most hilarious character name in the history of filmmaking, uh-huh. but, yeah. but we'll get the, there. Eventually. The, the woman strips her clothes off and goes skinny dipping. End yeah. of scene. Yeah, well, this is and this is where Audrey <laughs> yells at the screen. No, your boobs are going to get old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. Cut immediately to uh, the the restaurant at the resort in the morning. We are introduced to another family. This one uh, is uh, led by Rufus Sewell, 
also hot, but definitely going to be evil. Yeah. He is yes, not in any you know movie it. except for Dark City where he is not fucking evil. And I'm going to take a page from Elliot and say that I saw Rufus Sewell on stage in London uh, as Richard III, and it was Perfect a, casting. Not a good production of Richard what? III. Really? Oh, that's too bad because no. I saw him on stage on Broadway in Rock and Roll, the Tom Stoppard play, and he was great in it. Brian yeah. Cox was great in it. It was a great sure. play. I love it. I'm sure it. he's, the he's good in general. It's just I don't yeah. think the production was not so... Like he's and someone. Rufus Sewell seems to be someone who very easily falls back on tricks when uh, mm-hmm. when someone is not keeping him honest. I could be wrong about that, but I feel mm-hmm. like in his acting, either someone's keeping him honest or he's being like, mm, "I'm just gonna Sewell my way through this one." <laughs> like, so uh, so Rufy here, Rufio, uh, he he's playing a character Rufio. named Ch- Charles. That's what his friends call him. Yep, he's uh, he's playing a, a fellow named Charles, who's a doctor. He's like the head surgeon. He's a big deal. And he's traveling with his elderly mother and her dog, his trophy wife, and their young daughter. Um, they have a very awkward interaction with the uh, the guy working uh, their their server at the restaurant. Waiter. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, she she wants to make sure that uh, the calcium bomb drink that she's getting is a real calcium bomb because she has a bone condition which will manifest she itself at, in, in a hilarious way later on. Very important. I hope she does not have bonitis, Dan. <laughs> yeah. No, she, she's like, she's like I, I need calcium because I have Suspiria disease. So, <laughs> yeah. if, so if you can make sure there's a lot of calcium in there. Well, and then she's like, could you recommend anything to me from this part of the menu in a way that like, like so the guy would like lean over and it feels very like Flirty and seductive. Uh-huh. It's, but it's how I act when I go get also, breakfast on Fire Island. <laughs> it, it also, but it, it seems kind of like, I don't see why this is a seduction technique, basically. Like, you have lured the waiter like four inches closer to you. I, I guess that was the point well, so of Dan, it. But. So, Dan, you'll learn this when you go back to school for your for your sex sure. masters. But uh, okay. there's a zone of four inches away from every human body. It's called the erogenous zone. Mm. And when you're oh. within that area, there's mm. a heightened pheromonal <laughs> attraction that is almost inescapable at times. Yeah. And that's why, uh, that's why it takes such effort to get through a subway ride without an orgy breaking out. And that's why yeah. you have all those signs in the in the subway that say, that have a cross through two bodies doing it that it's says, true. not here, save it at home. <laughs> and, and it says, don't bone in the zone. Anyway, that's, yeah. that. don't blame me for the rhyme on that one. That's nyc.gov. Yeah. It says, don't bone in the zone. And they're saying yep. that erogenous zone is not permission to just bone in public. Mm-hmm. You know, that explains it. Because I it's true that there's no time I feel sexier than on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> then when you're crammed into that can of people. Mm-mm-mm. You're really hurtling. feeling myself. Hurling yeah, that's through why the worst smelling tunnels in the world. <laughs> yeah, New York's hottest movie, uh, uh, taking a Pelham one, two, three. So, oh, um, don't even get me started. So many hunks. Uh, so, uh, we are introduced to two more characters that will show up later. Uh, that's right, Jaron the nurse and his <laughs> epileptic wife, Patricia the mm-hmm. psychologist. Yeah. She has an epileptic fit. Luckily, Dr. Rufus Sewell is there to save her. And she has her horror. All he really <laughs> she- does is 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 tell is tell him to keep stuff away from him. And uh, you have to assume Jaren's like one. I'm a nurse. Two. I'm yeah. her husband. I know how well, to I mean, do this. And she they do she have has a like conversations that's basically like I'm a doctor. I'm a nurse. <laughs> and she and she has like she has a full on uh, like seizure and then is immediately quipping out of it. Like yeah. she's yeah. like woo pops up. She's like yeah, I got, uh, glad I got uh, that. Audrey thought that the people in the back seemed a little too unconcerned about the seizure that was happening because they weren't like looking at it after a certain point. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like there's two medical professionals on the scene. Like that's the point at which I'm like. 
okay, I can go along with my life. You just don't want, Dan doesn't want to get hangry is the thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Well, and also you have to, but there's, I would, I would give them the benefit of the doubt that the person who's experiencing the fit is probably already feeling a sense of embarrassment that this is happening to them. Right. And so to, to not direct your attention to them when there's nothing you can do to help them anyway, it's probably the more polite thing to do in the moment. So, so Audrey, take that. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so uh, when, when two, against, is, when, two against one, my lovely wife. Yeah, we when, are, so, when someone's it. having a fit, it's not necessarily that she laser directs her focus on it the entire time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we I'll are tell wasting her that we, next time that we encounter an epileptic. Seizure. Next time you're at this resort, yeah, yeah. We and speaking of being at the resort, we're spending way too much time here. So let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So the major D shows up and he offers the Kappa family a special trip to a special beach, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Private uh, beach. Uh, and he also gets mad at his nephew for hanging out with the guests. Um, so they are picked up uh, by a van driver played by, here's, that's right, M9. <laughs> yeah. He's like, get in, suckers. We're going to the beach that makes you old. Here's here's your first warning sign. Here's a red flag. If you're ever being driven somewhere, if M. Night Shyamalan gets into the driver's seat, <laughs> you get out of that car. You do well, not want to be driven by this man because he's the director and he's driving you somewhere bad. The other warning sign is like, you know, the, the guy says like, oh, I only tell the people I like about this beach. And then Rufus Sewell, who seems unpleasant, and his wife, who seem unpleasant, are like some of the first into the van. And you're like, hmm, there's no way he likes that couple. So if he likes them, why does he like us? We're so yeah. different. Yeah. Or maybe it, we're not so different. Not oh, so no, different. we have to do some soul searching. <laughs> well, that made me like, for, for the first part of the, like, Something is going on, and we'll get into it, but I was like, does he just send the people he doesn't like to this death beach? Has Is he, like, is he sentencing Gail Garcia Bernal's family to death just because he didn't like that the kid made friends with his nephew? Like, what's <laughs> going on? It's basically White Lotus. He, <laughs> he, he went from table to table checking the tip they left, and he's like, uh, I got a special beach for you. What's this? 30%. You can yeah, stay at the hotel. He was checking to see what face they made when they drank their custom-crafted cocktail. Yeah. Uh-oh, with those custom-crafted cocktails. Here's, this is a real puzzle movie. There's no extra pieces. So those yeah. custom-crafted cocktails, CCC, <laughs> are going to be a little uh-huh. something special. We'll find out later. Okay, yeah. so uh, the dra- uh, the van driven by M. Night takes the Kappa family and the Rufus Sewell family to the old beach. They have to hike through the forest without a guide. Their path leads them through like this tight tight crevice in the this like massive oh, cliff another, face. Another, uh, sorry, another red flag warning is when your driver says, so everybody left their passports behind at the hotel, right? <laughs> All your identifying documents, you don't take them with you? Great, good, fantastic. Yeah. And also, and also, no, I won't help you carry those like oddly heavy baskets of food down to the beach with you. You're gonna, you're gonna need that food. You're all gonna be growing soon. I mean, you're growing now. Okay, so uh, the beach, they get to the beach and you know what? It looks amazing, guys. It's you, beautiful. You can all agree. It looks amazing. It's yeah, isolated, paradise. idyllic, paradise. There is one weird dude sitting there. That's fine. <laughs> Pay no attention to him. See, he's apparently been sitting there staring at the ocean since last night. <laughs> all night and all morning, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. You also have uh, to. Uh, here's my question. I, I was like, that beach is beautiful. Okay. Let's say you're hanging out there. What do you do after a certain amount of time? You go swimming a little bit. You sunbathe mm-hmm. a little bit. You play in the sand a little bit. That's about all you can do, right? Like, it's not yeah. a huge beach. I mean, that's you're not a beach going anywhere. For you. Else. Yeah, I mean, it's you a just beach. described a beach. I, I guess know. what but we just got down to is said- I don't like the beach that much. I guess <laughs> yeah. that's what we discovered. Yeah, that's yeah. my motive. Yeah. They also. He also said like, you can call me and I'll come pick you up. Mm-hmm. That's which, true. Which they didn't realize until they got there that they didn't have 
Cell phone service. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Phones are too old. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, they aren't <laughs> so on the beach. As, as we'll find out later, the, the crevice they walk through creates strange effects on human beings, but only when they're walking out of it. Not mm-hmm. when they're walking into it. It's a it's one weird, way. Right? It's a one way metaphysical trap. Well, is it like? Is it like if you wait? What if if you go down? If you go underwater too fast, or is it if you go up in water too fast? What's the difference? Uh, well, if you go up, you get the bends. Um, if you go down, do you get the? I mean, I don't know. You might have to go down slowly, which is the opposite of the bends. The I'm not sure. Okay, so they're not alone on the beach. As I mentioned, the the guy from the night before is sitting out on the beach, and you know what? It turns out the kids recognize him because they, uh, you know, they're hip. Turns out he is a well-known rapper named Midsize Sedan, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a naked gun name for a yeah, rapper. Yeah, that's the, like, that's the thing. <laughs> like we we were both kind of like it's not. You know, it's fine. Whatever. Put a joke in your movie. Like it feels a little bit like <laughs> a joke that someone's like. These rap people would make like it, mm-hmm. it's got like a little like unpleasant aftertaste of that. Yes. But also, but it's also is just it like, like how when comedy writers come up with a name for a porno, it's always a pun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, but it it also just feels so as you say, Ali. It's so out of place in the movie. It's the like movie it's such is a different otherwise. Type of, yeah, and as the movie goes on, it gets more and more grim and bleak. So to have mm-hmm. this joke, to have a character, they might like they might have well, as well called him like little dog, little doggy dog pup face or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that that's silly. Mm-hmm. And later he's like, later he reveals that he actually comes from a comfortable, affluent background. And it's like, yeah, with a name like midsize sedan, of course you did. Like that's not a street <laughs> name. Like you're fooling nobody. <laughs> So uh, the kids are running around mid-sized exploring. Midsize sedan. They also they only call him midsize sedan from that point on. They never call him yeah. even when we found out his name is Brendan. They only call him midsize sedan. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they play around with toys. At one point, uh, Trent and his sister recreate a argument between his parents using like a uh, like a little robot, like a little Gundam action guy. figures. Yep. Um, they yeah they recreate this dysfunctional marriage. Uh, then uh, they also find some like discarded uh, hotel cutlery and other stuff from the hotel, but mm. it's like super old and rusty. Something's going yeah. on here. Much like the tin roof on the love shack, it is rusted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then Trent goes off and starts swimming alone, uh, and <laughs> while he's swimming, a naked dead woman bumps up against behind him, bumps into him. Uh, and it's the skinny dipping woman from the night before, now dead. Uh, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good creepy moment, though. I'll say is he's yeah. playing, yeah. and you just see her head start to float behind him. Very uh, casually is the wrong word, but it's it's a one of the more subtle scare moments. There's a later. There's a well. there's a scene later on that also has a person go into the water and then get uh, bumped into by a dead body, and this was scarier than the, that. One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Okay. Rating the scenes from old where someone bumps into a dead body in the water. Um, okay. Okay, the top ten scenes from old where someone swimming in a body bumps into him from behind. So at this Number point, 10. mid-sized sedan who was there with this woman seems a little put out that they found her dead body. Uh, and he just kind of behaves pretty weird in general. Like He, he is doesn't dead. seem upset. And yeah. the, everybody else also kind of like, they're kind of taking it easy. They're like, let's cover her with a blanket let's see if we can call somebody uh they don't immediately just like run i mean the other thing is like i i i couldn't ever tell like he was there all night but he doesn't 
say like, hey guys, the weirdest thing happened. I tried to leave and I couldn't at any or any of that. Like that doesn't happen, right? Like, he like he's been anything. there all night, just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. mid sized sedan. He's got he's got a, he's you know still waters run deep. There's a lot going on in there that we don't have yeah, access I guess to. So. Maybe he and his asleep. nose keeps bleeding. You know. Yeah. So. Okay, uh, yeah, they have no phone reception. Uh, another cu- The other couple, uh, Jaron and Patricia from uh, Breakfast, show up. He's a nurse. Jaron's a nurse, way. yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, other, <laughs> other, very stra- <laughs> other very strange things start to happen. The, the kids' swimsuits don't quite fit. Uh, mid-size sedan's <laughs> nose keeps bleeding. They don't quite fit. Then, later on, when they grow... A lot more. They still seem to be okay. Like just yeah. like mildly well, and, uncomfortably tight. What's, and what's weird is that when uh, when they get when they get uh, uh, spoiler they get old when uh, <laughs> when when Maddox ages into Thomasine McKenzie, they're like, we got to get you in an adult swimsuit, and they put her in a swimsuit that she's falling out of much more than the than the one she was wearing before. So mm. it's it seems right. like uh, they probably could have gotten by with just buying and the, the the movie could have just had them wear the same same swimsuit. Yeah, and just yeah. Elliot just Elliot's Elliot's like, throwing heat at you know, the uh, costume Hulk team, okay. fabric or whatever. <laughs> it is it is also funny because because a ki- uh, uh, <laughs> someone who who's like uh, someone at the beach saying, "Oh, my swimsuit's feeling too tight," is also a is also a porno beginning. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for asking me, King of Pornos, <laughs> as the expert in the house. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. The so yeah, mid-sized sedan's nose keeps bleeding. Uh, the old lady starts being more needy, and then she stops breathing. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's and, the way it works. You and if get they more needy before you stop breathing, and also if they try <laughs> to leave the beach, if they try and go back up that uh, that path through the crack in the cliff, uh, they get these like horrible headaches, and then they black out and find themselves back on the beach. Uh oh, I think we're stuck here. They they must be in a video game level, but uh, the, it's. The way it happens was very funny to me the first time where they're like walking through and then the camera starts shaking and then it cuts to black and then they just wake up lying on the beach and I was like, okay, that's silly. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, well, and also a silly it way to do that. The, the movie sort of explains the beach later and I guess it's an open question whether like the explanation they come to for the beach is actually is the, the real, real explanation. But I will say that if it is, then this makes no sense. So they get somehow transported back in addition to blacking yeah. out, but yeah, unless, I mean, unless you want to believe that they like half consciously stumbled back to yeah, where to where they're from, but be. that's not. But the movie gives us no reason to believe that the, the movie. So is, we we are about to get to the actual reveal. Of the okay, movie. so let's let's okay just okay dig let's in. do it. Let's so, reveal it. Uh, so at this let's point, part Maddox, that kimono, Stu. Maddox and Trent, the the two kids, are talking to Jaron and Patricia, and they're doing the same game they do with all these strangers. They ask them their name and occupations, and then what, what does Jaron do? Wait, I'm I'm curious. What does Jaron Jer- do? I I don't know if we covered this. Jaron's a nurse. Okay, so oh, right. then, oh, good, good. I wasn't sure. Then Jaron turns the game around, and this time he's like, "Let me guess your ages," uh, <laughs> and he guesses about five years older than their actual ages. And this whole scene is kind of interesting because it's shot behind the kids' heads. We're looking at Jaron and Patricia's faces and they seem very confused. They're like, M. Night is like, I am saving this fucking yeah. reveal, baby. This until is the last scene. possible moment. Even though the movie's called Old, I'm saving <laughs> yeah. this reveal until the last possible the second. The camera is drifting back and forth, like obscuring their faces for so long. Love it. That, like, I, you know, I, I actually think that the, I like the way this movie is shot sort of dreamily and elliptically. And, like, I think it that looks stylistically, great. it a, looks great. Yeah. But this is one point where I'm just like shouting at the screen, get to it, man. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. M. Night it's is really... just edging you so hard with this reveal. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, uh, just teasing you so much. Just won't let you have it. Yeah. yeah. So Prisca and Guy come around. They find their kids. But are they their kids? Because they're like five years older. We have our first actor swap here. Yeah. These mm-hmm. kids are five years older than they were before. Uh, they're biggins and uh, <laughs> biggins. Now, what a I, terrible I, way to describe I, it. <laughs> now that we've gotten into the aging, I just want to take a moment to say that, like, the aging in this movie is all over the place. Now, I understand yes. that when you're a kid, like, there are huge developmental changes, like, mm-hmm. year to it's year, more sometimes even yeah. month to month. But or, but or minute but, to minute if you're on a beach that makes, exactly. magically makes you older. But given some of the stuff that happens later on and how quickly it starts happening, the adults seem to take forever to age. Like, they look basically the same. I mean, mid well, sedan this, never this, ages at any point. <laughs> yeah. This this movie is a real advertisement for whatever Rufus Sewell is doing because he looks exactly he the looks same great. throughout he the looks, entirety of the movie. Fucking, yeah. Man, yeah. Even as he is aging decades within hours, he's, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Man, yeah, give me some of that. Um, okay. Uh, so, and the, there's, yeah, there's, so I, they keep- this, this, I feel, I will say, I feel gross saying this, but so, um, the, uh, Abby so Lee, say who it. Play, <laughs> Abby Lee, who plays, who plays the wife of, the, of Rufus Wool. She is she, wearing a bikini almost the entire movie. She and uh-huh. at, at other points maybe she has like a light beach wrap over it. Crystal is her name. Yep. Crystal. And there's part of me that wonder. I, the whole time I was like, "Oh, crystals! They're all going to age. They're all going to be replaced by old people." And she mm-hmm. never is. Just like Rufus Sewell never is. And I started to wonder: Is this movie refusing to age her the way it should be because it doesn't want to show you an elderly woman in a bikini? And I couldn't tell if that was me being gross by assuming the movie would 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 be too crass. To be like, we don't want to see that, Ugh. or if that was me, like I couldn't tell, but it seemed like I couldn't be a, I wouldn't be surprised if that played some part in their decision making. Yeah, I mean, it they, is like her aging is weird because she basically just like she looks the same, but she has like some crow's feet and then and like bonitis, her bonitis yeah, kicks in and she well, that, well, we'll, we'll over. get to that. Yeah, but she like and her makeup runs quite a bit. Yeah, she turns into kind of a Miss Haversham <laughs> figure. Yeah. Well, she drapes she herself in a cloak ages. and like haunts the beach for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, but but there's <clears> but it was uh, but there. I couldn't help but wondering like if I couldn't help but wonder if it was like the the movie even the, for this movie that wants to shock and horrify the thing that would really horrify the audience and the actual body of an elderly woman naturally they wouldn't go that far. Yeah. That was too too terrifying for, for the American audience or the, or the world audience was to see the actual effect of aging on a human woman. I couldn't tell if that was their yeah. thinking. I mean, it's also, it's also quite possible that they're like, we have an actress, she's committed to this character, we want to let her play the character throughout the whole span of the character. Mm-hmm. That's possible too, possible. Okay. Um, when you're dealing with a legend like Abby Lee. Yeah. So they, hey, she's in Fury Road, the movie rules. Um, they keep trying to go- they keep trying to go through the path. They keep blacking out and ending up in a big pile on the beach. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, at some point, <laughs> like right that. around here, like Rufus Sewell, which we've already suspected has, has some has some kind of like a, like a memory loss. He doesn't see. He doesn't quite know what's going on. He has a he has like a flick knife and he uh, uh, like a folding knife and he pulls it out and he attacks midsize sedan with, with no provocation, slashing him across the face. And we're like, oh my god. But then when Midsize Sedan removes his hand, the cut is already healed and scarred. 
So they are aging at a cellular level, everybody. Wow. So that's wow. what is happening. Yeah, everybody on this, this beach is aging super fast. I don't think this makes sense, guys. And I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Tell us why, Dan, because I think it makes perfect sense. I'll take the devil's advocate position on this. <laughs> as, as, they, as they address says. later on, just to give everybody an understanding, they they ascertain that because there's plenty of medical professionals, we have a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, and also and, the, and the head of surgery. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. And Siegel also a, and an archaeologist. Well. And an actuary. Yeah, the archaeologist, actually, yeah. It's all The, the archaeologist the, is there for, so an when, archaeologist, when they find— An actuary, and a head of surgery all walk into a beach. Yeah. <laughs> and they get old. When they find the bones of the woman who drowned, she's the, she can use her archaeological training Man, to explain— yeah. How old those bones must be now? Every know? part of the buffalo. This no, movie. But, um, <laughs> no, I just I want to say like they they're like oh dead things don't age, like that's one of the things that they try. Well, can, and we we can all say. agree. And, we can all agree. We, well, we can all agree, ju- Dan, that that kids shouldn't play with dead things. Let's start from <laughs> yeah, there. Children we can all agree with that. that. Yeah. And just yeah. to give everybody an understanding, they say that uh, thirty minutes equals one year. Yes. So okay. Mm-hmm. They so if you ordered, from there. So if you ordered a Domino's pizza, they should mm-hmm. say you'll get it in one year or less or your money back, oh, which gives them a huge that, yeah. margin of error. If you're delivering it to the old beach, which sucks because then you can't <laughs> Guys, leave. Just let yeah. me get out this nitpicky uh, point, it's, which it is, is Although I will say, Stuart, important. isn't this beach the <laughs> ultimate noid? If you order a Domino's <laughs> pizza to it, it is. It will it ruin your pizza. That pizza. Yeah. What were so we Dan, talking you're saying, about? Because you've, you're you've saying, interrupted me so many times. I you're saying, talking about, yeah, you're thinking about something the about the movie doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, no, but what were we talking about? Like specifically, what was the uh, about him getting slashed and healing oh, immediately? Healing. Yes. Yeah. Like so, this movie is like makes a big point about like oh, our like fingernails and hair aren't growing. Even though time is going passing, because like that's dead thing. Like we're we're aging. We're aging. It's not that time is speeding up, and yet you heal faster because you're aging so quickly. And also, like and Alex it- Wolf has a fucking five o'clock shadow the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that is. I'm going to be charitable to the movie and say that what's happening is is so inexplicable that mm. the theories they're spinning out are attempting to find yes. logic in a situation that doesn't actually, isn't run sure. by logic. There's yeah. some kind of eldritch non-Euclidean geometry from a, from beyond the stars that's at work here. Sure. But you're right. They're, the movie does seem to not understand what constitutes <laughs> aging and what doesn't constitute aging. And they're like, well, maybe only dead, maybe because those are dead cells, they don't age. It's like, well, this this body just rotted away yeah, in like exactly. an hour. So there's so Mr. Nurse, what does that have to do with your theory? <laughs> but also, when, you're, when your hair and your nails grow, it's not the dead part that's growing, it's the living part at like the nail bed, right? And the hair mm. follicle. So, his the, so this guy, take away his nurse's license he should not be theorizing about this you know yeah the, well later on something so medically comical <laughs> happens but we'll, we'll we'll get to it so uh mid-sized sedan reveals that he is uh he is sick he only came to this resort because he got a diagnosis for a blood clotting disease and that he only ended up on this beach because he met that woman the the poor woman who died and they bonded over having having similar. They both had issues. She just got a diagnosis for MS. I do have in my notes that maybe they bonded over the fact that midsize sedan MSS. Maybe they bonded <laughs> over MS. Who knows? That's possible. Um, okay. she, she's, she said she said I have MS, and he goes, "Me too." Midsize, and she yep. said, "That's mm-hmm. not what I mean. I mean multiple sclerosis." And he goes, "Oh, that's too bad." And then they they hit it off from there and went to the yeah, yeah, later. Yeah. Later on, As he goes would. to later on he goes to I don't know pay final respects or something, and he lifts up the uh, lifts up the 
the towel that her dead body is covered in and is, of course, shocked to see that her body is rotted away, which is was just yeah. weird because I'm like, what was he spe- like? Was he like, oh, great, a dead body? Like, I don't know. Like, who, who looks say- under that? <laughs> who, like, anyone, who just decides like I want to go look at a dead body? I don't. Let know. me ma- let me maybe make sure that's still her. Yeah, 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 maybe. I will say uh, to anyone who's listening to this who uh, who has received a diagnosis of MS, you don't need to go to that beach a beach resort where people turn old. <laughs> a number of members of my family have been diagnosed, and with modern medication, they're doing great. They're living normal lives. So don't go to that old person beach. You don't have to. Just beach. go to a real doctor. Don't go to Rufus Sewell. He's a crazy doctor, as no, we'll find out as the movie you. goes on. Yeah, yeah he'll he's, slash you. He, he's a Dr. Giggles. So they... <laughs> he's, uh, he did... He, I'm, now, I'm, I'm, <laughs> he's so funny. He, he pulled out his, deg- his, 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 his medical degree, and it said... Oh, he says, oh, well, I went to the University of Giggles Medical School. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, that degree is printed on the back of Larry Drake's headshot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I studied under Dr. Giggles, yeah. Doctor Irwin uh, Giggles. <laughs> yeah. So, um, they uh, the 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 small dog that had accompanied Rufus Sewell's uh, elderly mother dies. Uh, they don't yeah, show course. it. Hey, they don't show it. Good job, movie. Um, they uh, <laughs> the kids start to like explore their emotional states because as they're getting older, their brains are also developing. Although they're still basically children. Their brains are developing faster than they experience things. Yeah, and I, that was that was a concept that I wish they could have explored more in this. Like, it's not the kind of move to explore, but the idea of like that you are your that your hormones are affecting the way you think faster than you can really process it because right. you don't have years to over. That's like an interesting idea that the movie just uses as an excuse to have have uh, have have a pregnancy erupt. But other, you know, yeah, it's but. I mean, also, they, like, play fast and loose where, like, sometimes it seems like these are, like, child minds in, like, aging bodies. But then by the end of the movie, they seem like pretty functional, normal adults. They're just middle-aged adults, yeah. Yeah, but also, like, this is... Fake it till you make it, Dan. That's the thing. Uh, I keep forgetting what I what point I wanted to make right in the middle. So, oh, no, I know what it was. The, the, it's just, like, this this developing hormones, like... I want to take a moment to talk about the the dialogue in this movie because it does feel like it was written by a robot. How realistic it is? Because <laughs> like the when Thompson McKenzie is like, or or maybe it's the other girl. I think it's Thompson. She's like, oh, I feel it's, different. Like earlier yeah. in the day, like it was like my emotions were like fewer colors but stronger. But now there's you know like more, more colors, colors but, but weaker, weaker, and it's just like. I don't believe that this is how this character would express this <laughs> feeling. Like, it's it's very clunkily. Like, I don't know. It does it, some of the way that exposition is given, or people talk about their emotions. Even feel like they're reading out of like instruction manual yeah, for like that. their home theater surround system. Yeah, I think if it was a more mannered movie, if it was more consistent. Then I yeah. would buy that. I would buy this is just that's the tone of this movie. That's the way this movie operates. But it, there, there, there's a yeah. There's a number of lines like that that are clunkers, almost up to the level of in the happening when John Leguizamo goes. They say they're in the town of Princeton. <laughs> and it's yeah. Like, yeah, you could just say Princeton. This is New Jersey. Everyone knows where Princeton is. But so um, it's funny that Elliot said the word operate because this is when we get to oh the boy. good stuff. So Uh-oh. because. 
Prisca's aging faster, and so is that little tumor that's growing in her stomach. That's right, she has cancer. That's why she's on this old beach. So her tumor keeps growing <laughs> faster and faster. They can feel it getting bigger. It's nuts. She so they and, and they Rufus Sewell keeps announcing how large it is, which is it's hilarious. Great. It's like Using oh, it's the size of a cantaloupe now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they uh, and then she passes out, um, and so they got to operate. They have a little bit of booze. They have Rufus Sewell's knife, and they have a lot of exci- uh, they got a lot of energy. So they. Uh, uh, they slice open her, her little tummy, but Rufus Sewell's having these memory hiccups. He keeps talking about a movie with Jack Nicholson and it Marlon made Brando. Me so frustrated. He goes he, out of nowhere. He goes, Jack Nicholson made a movie with Marlon Brando. Did you know that? As if that's a as if that's a bonkers thing to happen. And he and he keeps wondering the name of the movie. And the, so the whole movie, I was going, The Missouri Breaks. Rufus, it's the Missouri Breaks. You're thinking of the Missouri Breaks. <laughs> the Missouri Breaks, and no one ever knows the answer in the movie. So I yes, didn't even get. Bad, he couldn't hear you. <laughs> That was so a they, movie. It's the Missouri Breaks. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, they they slice into her stomach. Of course, the wound closes immediately. Yeah, she's so they're healing like too fast. Yeah, she's healing too oh, fast because of time. From, from aging, that's part of um, that's part of aging. So she they what they have to do? They end up slicing open her stomach and holding open the cut so yeah. they can cut out this rapidly growing tumor. And that's great. That's and cool. It's gross. It's super. It's super gross. Cool thing. To have to do Here's that. Here's another moment. It's gross. Yeah, it's awesome. Where the nursing yeah. license should be revoked because, like, uh, he reaches in to get the <laughs> the tumor and he's like, it's attached to something, muscle tissue. And I'm like, yeah, that's how tumors work, man. They're attached <laughs> to things. They're not, like, free-floating in the body. <laughs> it's not like – they're not like boba bubbles just kind of, yeah. like, yeah, bopping around in there. But I, I thought you were going to say that it was – that he's clearly tickling her. When, when he sticks his hand inside, which is unethical. That's unprofessional. Yeah, well, that's a little crimes of the future for you. Yeah, so they, they – I could have used, like, at least one more shot of this giant tumor being, like, tossed away or something. But that's me. That's what I'm looking for in a movie. So, Or the tumor aging into, like, some sort of creature. Yeah, like, growing yes. old legs and arms and running around being like, I'm long, the old the, beach. The, the, the tumor suddenly grows a long beard and little bifocals and it came. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, Prisca wakes up. Uh, Guy explains that they had to cut out the tumor, and she— That's the she, other thing. She just wakes up because they cut the tumor out. I don't know the signs of that either, <laughs> but— It was—the uh, tumor was growing on her sleepy—her uh, <laughs> sleepy center. <laughs> it was weighing on her on her sleepy spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so—and this is around <laughs> where they find— this is around uh, plot-wise, where they find the uh, the uh, the remains of the woman who died swimming. They they figure out their math. Everything's good. They figured out exactly thirty uh, thirty minutes equals one year of life. Now's where things get fun because mm. uh, uh, Trent and Kara, the daughter of Rufus Sewell come out of the little tent they're hanging out in, and you know what? Whoopsie doodles, Kara's super pregnant. <laughs> and yeah. this is, and he's like, he's like, he's like, we only did it once. Don't you have to do it like 10 times to make a baby? And they're like, no, we never talked to you about it because you were so young. Oh, no, oh, no. And it was like, what is this? This is ridiculous. Yeah. It is very ridiculous and uh, weird and... Oh boy! Thumbs up, movie. You did something strange. Uh, so I yeah, like, Car is super like, duper pregnant. Like, They're like, "This baby is coming now." I, I feel like losing your virginity 
on the beach while your mom feet away is getting a tumor removed is like the kind of thing that you hear at like a, a storytelling show. Like when people uh-huh. are there to tell like embarrassing tales of their past. It's like, yep. you'll never believe how I lost my virginity. Anyway, my mom was having last minute surgery, but I didn't know I was in a tent. <laughs> and I was on this, we were on this beach that makes you old, you know. <laughs> anyway, we're on this old beach. We're on this uh- old beach. Okay, so they they need to deliver this baby. Rufus Sewell's obviously stressed out at this point, and he he says my favorite line of the movie. He goes, let's focus on the issue at hand. Does anyone know about movies? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I wish I was on that beach right now, baby. (laughs) That would be my job on Old Beach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. everybody's occupation matters. And this is where Elliot gets to inform him (laughs) that it's Missouri Breaks. It's okay. I'm a podcaster. Let me explain. It's the Missouri Breaks. Now deliver that baby. Okay. uh, So they deliver the baby, which dies immediately. Uh, I only laugh because it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And this is when the movie, I feel like, uh, jumped jumped the, the elderly shark for me, where it went from being like, okay, this is kind of a fun kind of like mind game of how is this going to work out between these yeah. people to – Oh, okay. This is just a gross, bleak movie. Like everything, everything's just going to be bleak and unlike, unlike, un, unfun from now on. You know. Yeah, I because <laughs> the baby, the baby came out aged too fast, I'm, and I guess they couldn't give it. A, they say they couldn't, they give, couldn't it give it enough attention. attention. They, they go, they go. All we know. did was put it down for a minute, and they go, he didn't get. He goes according to the math. He didn't get attention for a week. And again, like it's the bit the baby's aging. It's not that the baby's experiencing time faster than they are. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, another thing that doesn't make sense. This is also and- though, this is also why skin to skin is so important right after birth. Take that baby, put it on the mother's chest, uh-huh. let it latch. This is important stuff. You got to create I- that contact. <laughs> I'm gonna uh-huh. take. Thanks for thanks for keeping it real. Liz. I'm gonna take a brave <laughs> stance against uh, babies having babies dying on the in, old in beach. movies. Oh. Um, yeah, it's but, it's never fun when a baby dies in a movie. But um, but also it just feels like a weird missed opportunity for this premise. Like yes, that baby should yes. be aging too. Yes. Like exactly. That's I I I was like, oh, is this movie gonna be about generations of people growing up on this old beach? Yeah. But, but like, no. It's, yes. it's I think M Night Shyamalan is just it's a shock shock. Kind of like yeah. horror, and so he's not really that interested in that. He just wants to. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he feels like he wrote himself into a corner at that moment, and he just was like, yeah. uh, "Get rid of this baby." Should yeah. I have Rufus? Yeah, no, I, I like the idea of like the, this rapidly aging society that like <laughs> grows over time, almost like uh, almost like that George R. R. Martin short story Sand Kings, which fucking uh-huh. rules. Well, it's although uh, now that I realize it, then you have a story where someone has to teach like a ten or fifteen year old how to put how to use the potty and talk and walk and things like that. <sighs> Man, that would have been awesome. And I don't awesome. want to watch that movie either. I don't know, <laughs> but it's. I wonder if M Night Shyamalan was like, ugh, now I've got this baby on the beach and it's gonna age really fast. Should I have Rufus Sewell ask it what movie Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando were in? And then he gets so mad when it can't answer that he hurls it into the ocean. Yeah, or no, it, like, gets it, up, it gets up and walks out of the ocean. It's like, I'm sick of these people. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's see. So, um, Crystal is obviously upset because her daughter just gave birth and her granddaughter died. Um, so she explains to Maddox, uh, she tells her Giuseppe speech about an old boyfriend. Uh <laughs> Basically, basically say she she dated a man who was not handsome enough for her, even though she loved him. And I she has to be imagining, well, if I married him, I wouldn't be on this old beach right now. So <laughs> she, a real based, sliding based on scenario. her like based on her her the rest of her story for Crystal, this is like this is like a like a like a Dark Souls boss where you walk into the boss chamber and she tells this weird story about Giuseppe and then freaks out and attacks you. Okay. And I wanna you know, look. Does, you do know, people talk about Giuseppe a lot in Dark Souls? <laughs> 
Crystal would, because that, like, uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't necessarily make sense at the time, but then afterwards they're like, oh, yeah, I read all the item descriptions after I killed Crystal and got her <laughs> weapon set and explains about her lover, Giuseppe, who just wasn't attractive enough for her. But, it, you know, in the moment, you're just like, I got to figure out what her moveset is. I got to figure out if I'm going to be dodging, attacking, if she has some kind of bleed attack and what her weaknesses are, because I don't want to just waste my afternoon doing boss runs on this one. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dan. fair. Dan, what were you going to say? About something about <laughs> oh, Dark just, Souls? just, no, no. It's just like, look, I don't want to be too American-centric. Like, Giuseppe is, like, a perfectly common name, but in the context of this character, for her to be, like, there used to be a man I was in love with, Giuseppe. It's just like, <laughs> M. Night, could you think of a less, like, like sort of a name that doesn't stick out so much as like I did I have to admit and this is me being an American uh, ethnocentric bad person also I did yeah. imagine that he was like an organ grinder or something like that <laughs> or, or sold ice cream out of out mm-hmm. of a cart you know that's yeah the name not, it is a very like it to two Americans is like a very old fashioned like we're in yeah. Pinocchio now sort of like Crystal why you leave me we're so good together I'm sorry Giuseppe you're just not handsome enough oh you're right I cannot be no more handsome. <laughs> can only be who I am. I'm a Giuseppe. And then Giuseppe's mother runs out and goes, Crystal, my Giuseppe, he's a good boy. Give him another chance. Mm-hmm. And Giuseppe's like, don't forget about me and please take care of your bonitis. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure the calcium bomb has a real calcium bomb in it. Your okay. body needs an explosion of calcium. So uh, needless to say, not everybody's taking this super well. Least of all, Rufus Sewell, who finally loses it, he pulls out his knife and he he kills mid-sized sedan with his knife. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then he goes and he wanders off and he sits up against the cliff, lost with his rapidly aging brain, uh, only to show up later on when they need him to be scary again. Um, yeah. Jaren decides, I'm going to swim for it. So he says goodbye to everybody and he goes to swim to try and go get help. That, needless to say, does not work out. No, he floats back. Um, They start to figure out that there may be a conspiracy that each, uh, uh, that at least one member of each group had some kind of medical condition and that they may, that they may have been placed here by the resort, Mm. that the resort took care of everything, that they, I think uh, Prisca (laughs) found out about this place based on the receipt she got from a pharmacy, which is like, how do you have the time to read a fucking pharmacy receipt? Those (laughs) things are like super long. They're very long. And and who is, who is taking their vacation recommendations from the pharmacy receipt? Let's see. Okay. 99 cent bounty paper towels. All right. This is a sale on Chips Ahoy. Oh, there's some sort of exclusive elite resort. Very expensive that I could go to. Thanks, Dwayne Reed. Um, Okay, Prisca and her daughter Maddox have a heart-to-heart where they talk about how the marriage is falling apart and it was based uh, partly due to her illness and partly due to an infidelity on her part. Uh, And uh, Maddox is like, I'm just going to need some time to work this out. And they're like, but we don't have time. (laughs) Uh, But don't worry, they figure it all out in the end. Uh, Maddox goes swimming to deal with while thinking about her mom and, of course, bumps into Jaren's dead body. Mm Mm-hmm. Being a nurse didn't help him. No, uh, ultimately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Imagine while he was drowning, he just started going. <laughs> oh, not bad voice work. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, Thank you. So Thank Trent, you. Trent and Carl wander off, and they bury the dusty old bones of their little baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it happened in the movie. I, I'm just saying how it is. Kara yeah. uh, decides. Kara's sick of this beach, so she decides to just <laughs> climb that cliff while everybody tries to talk her out of it. Yeah. She, of course, passes I mean, out while does, climbing, she, falls to Yeah, she does a good job for a while. She's like a really good, talented free yeah. climber. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then she She, she should have been on into, American Ninja Warrior. A fugue state and falls backwards and dies. 
Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all about grip strength. Um, then <laughs> Patricia's like, I'm going to go swim for it too. And I have these floaties. And then she has an epileptic seizure and dies. Um, uh, <laughs> this, is a real, this is a real culling of the herd uh, segment yeah. of the movie. <laughs> uh, I, I, th- God. I think it was very funny that she doesn't even get into the water. They're just, no, it's just she like anytime someone, at this point, anytime someone tries to escape, the movie just goes, and you're dead. Fall down. <laughs> Uh, guy loses, starts to lose his vision. He needs glasses, but guess what? They don't have on Old Beach a lens crafters. Uh, Crystal is now at this point. Crystal's like old. She's kind of she needs her calcium. She's wandering the beach. Uh, like a this is before she's she's retreated to her cave. Yeah, she she gets in in a cave later. Yeah, guy and Prisca address their marital problems, and they kind of set things right between them. This is the moment they needed to have. It's very um, sweet. I will say yeah, this, this part kind of that that they they reach within a day they have reached the level that old people are at where these things that were so uh so important. visceral and important yeah. in the past they no longer remember them or feel the same feelings and they come to terms about it. And I thought that I thought this part was actually very sweet. Yeah. Yes, but maybe it, maybe it just seems sweeter when cast in sharp relief by all the goofiness that's going on. Well, otherwise. I mean I I I both like They're it. They're also great it, actors. They're also really great yes. actors. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I both like it and it is another moment where I'm like, okay, so wait, what's the logic of this? Like, like, yeah, they're aging fast, but (laughs) does that mean that they like come to terms with their life faster? Like, like they seem to have, like everyone seems to reach like developmental milestones in their brain that are certainly part of aging like physical uh-huh. but also part of it is like going through life experiences and they're experiencing all of this not in real time but in accelerated time so I, that's it, true i will mention that it is a magic beach yeah it is a magic beach i, I kind of see it as like like they're tired because they're yeah. older now yeah. and yeah. they're like why why like why struggle? I, it's hard to get my uh hard to get worked up until of course slithering out of the darkness comes Rufus Sewell (laughs) uh, and he starts attacking Guy and Prisco with his knife but again the cuts heal almost as soon as they are made because he has switched to slashing mode instead of piercing mode (laughs) yeah yeah exactly Um, and and, and he can barely see and she can barely hear at this point so as Uh Yenta would say in Phil on the Roof they're a perfect match Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the kids go. And that was insp- inspiration for "Hear the, No Evil, See No Evil," starring Richard Pryor and uh, so you're saying Dean Wilder. Someone saw the movie old and then said, yeah. "I know what I have to do." Built a time machine and then went back in time to give that idea to Gene exactly. Wilder and Richard Pryor. Yeah. Uh, the kids go running off uh, to hide in a cave where they get attacked by uh, Crystal, <laughs> who has become. Uh, Mrs. Glass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's, she's, com- she's some uh, combination of Mr. Glass and, uh, what's her name? Groga from Dark Crystal. Just kind uh, of which, shambling around. Which, naming this character Crystal, very funny choice. Mm. <laughs> um, because her bones right. shatter like crystals as she drops a rock on herself. Uh, well, but yeah, the problem she- is each time she breaks a bone, it heals almost immediately. Yeah. So her body's all twisted. Um, yeah, she's coming at them like through the cave, like uh, yeah, a demon who who is slowly like twisting itself, and it really is. I mean, we've made the joke several times, but it really is like look look up the episode of Futurama where the guy has bonitis and he just like <laughs> yeah, yeah twists yeah. into 
different yeah. shapes. If you if you're looking for the cartoon version, watch the Bonitis. If you're looking for a more upsetting version, watch uh, the Suspiria remake. And then she dies. Last words on her lips, of course, Giuseppe. Uh, she, okay, yeah. And she uh, this and this is a, the the way her body is twisted and all these different twists mm. is a pretty is a real good scare cool. special effect. It yeah, looks cool. really it looks it's a really good horror look. And so huh? it's it's dumb the way they got there, but I was like, you know what? That's a creepy way to, <laughs> yep. to destroy yeah. a human body in a movie. I'll give okay. you credit, Knight. Uh, and then so it looks like uh, yeah. So Rufus will keeps slashing away at a guy. And then Prisca shows up and stabs him with a rusty knife. The problem is, is she explains, rust poisons your blood, so the he it doesn't heal, and he uh, gets all poisoned and dies, which I don't believe is true, but whatever. <laughs> it was kind of funny. She is an archaeologist, so, you know, I mean, rust is not good for you to get in your blood. Like, I that's mean, how you get tetanus, right? Tetanus, but, yeah. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm not sure, like, rust poisons your blood is the way to say it, but— And I also don't a, know that the—I don't know that it would then rush through your body thanks to the effects of ultra-aging and instantly kill yeah. you, but, you know, uh -huh. it's well, a movie. Uh, yeah. Yep, it's game over sure for Rufus Sewell. Okay. So, again, <laughs> culling of the herd, uh, the, they— um, Actually, according to IMDb goofs, rust does not poison the blood. Yeah, it can contain bacteria, which can lead to death, but still not poisoning the blood, thanks to the uh, okay. IMDb user who put that there. Yeah. So the only people left alive are the Kappas. They're hanging out on the beach. It's uh, nighttime. The Kappas are now a nice old couple. They're tired and spacey, and then they both get a little bit too old and they die. Uh, it's sad, but you know, whatever they, you know, they, they died as they lived. A little bit too old, and they. <laughs> the next morning, uh, the next morning, Maddox and Trent are hanging out on the beach. They're now in their like fifties, and at this point, let me just point out that uh, the Trent character was like a little kid, and they got slightly older, and then he became Alex Wolf. Okay, that's not bad. And then he, his next stage, when he's in his fifties, also hot. So good luck with that, man, Alex Wolf. You're going to be hot when you're fifty. Um, <laughs> Uh, so they, they decide to make a sandcastle before they try to escape one last time. Cause you know what? All they got is time, right guys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, no, then, it's the opposite of what they have. And then, uh, after they make their sandcastle, Trent remembers that Idlib made a little coded message that he never solved. So he decides to solve that bad boy real quick. And you know what? It says, my uncle doesn't like the coral. Yeah, be a little more helpful, little kid. Logical leap <laughs> time. <laughs> now, so before this point, uh, the two kids have postulated, especially after they found a notebook left behind by a previous victim, they've postulated that there's some mineral or something in the beach that makes them old, and that yeah. maybe if they had a metal tube. Some like sort of a, shielding. Like some kind of shielding like an x-ray technician uses, maybe they could protect themselves from the aging rays being mm -hmm. shot at them from the beach minerals. Yeah, because they, so, found, they found a journal from a past victim of the old beach that was very exhaustive in cataloging the effects. Yeah. And had a few ideas for science fiction short stories in there also. <laughs> so they decide to go swimming for the coral. They swim, they find a coral tunnel and swim through that. Maddox's cover-up gets snagged. Looks like they've drowned. Movie's over. Uh oh. Nope. I, I will say, IMDb does point out factual errors. Coral is easily breakable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway. But maybe, maybe you know, maybe, maybe they're not strong swimmers. So uh, we find beach out coral. that this whole time, M. Knight Old has beach. been up on a bluff watching them uh, from like an observation point, and he reports that the kids died and that they were part of Trial 73. <laughs> Meaning I'm assuming there were at least 72 before this one. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. And then he That's what packs up are. his shit and he heads back to the top secret lab filled with scientists. They're testing rocks, making custom cocktails. 
and we see that the maitre d is also like the leader of this team, which yeah. seems hilarious. <laughs> yes, it does. We're gonna like, have to split spend up your a skill little time here, unpacking the explanation we're about to get. But uh, yes, please. this this is yeah. Finish the explanation so that yeah. There's a lot of there's all as as many holes as there have been in the how the old beach works. There are so <laughs> many more holes to me in the, how this company works. So let's, yeah. let's talk about it. Turns Stu. out that this resort is being run by what Warren and Warren, a pharmaceutical company who has been luring people with promises of sweet vacations. They send them to the beach and then they do rapid testing on new potential medications uh, because they'll give somebody a medicine then send to that old beach to see. Now the the problem is like, are we talking about a medication that they only take once and never again? Yes, because it's in their custom cocktail that's delivered to them when they arrive at the resort. So it's a one-time medication. Of course, children are acceptable losses. Send them to the beach as well along with their their sick parents. Uh, The company's called Warren & Warren, I assume because it's two guys who are not related (laughs) or else it would be called like Warren Brothers or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So So the idea is that we can give them this medication, send them to the old beach and we'll get years of data within a day how are they going to submit that data to the FDA? How do they explain to the FDA yeah. that it's, it looks like we only have one day of data but it's actually years because of this magic beach that we well, send also, them to? You have years of data of one person with that problem in medicine like medical tests like you know like you, you you do it with a lot of people to see if yes. it works and it for also implies, everyone I mean they're it doing implies also that you send, tests guys that's right it also implies though that they send control people to the aging beach without giving them the medicine to see if the beach is gonna make them better so they're just they're sending people to their deaths with placebos in there in also, their it's like yeah the idea that this company, I don't know. They went through the trouble of creating this luxury resort as a front for the scheme <laughs> as well. Is yeah, you think they would be? just like bonk him on the head, <laughs> toss yeah, him on old beach? Yeah. yeah. They, and they create a luxury resort, but the part of the cover up is then making it look as if the people never went to the resort. That they they go, they take their documents, bring them back to their houses, and then what? Burn the house down? Like I don't to, to make it look like they yeah. died of some other way, or do they hire actors to then play those people for the rest of their lives? And then, so and then what do they the do? Real like ones went go to the beach? in and write. Fake TripAdvisor reviews from those people. <laughs> well, also, I loved it. Five stars. They definitely didn't send me to a beach where I got old. I mean, they're definitely getting like a secondary revenue stream from just normal people who go to this. Uh, this. Oh yeah, because not too. everybody yeah, there is a patient. Yeah, and yeah. why that and beach is there's secret. Plenty of space because for some but, reason also, guests show up and then disappear. <laughs> okay, let's say you're a guy who looks a little bit like Peter Stormare. You uh-huh, uh, yeah. you run a pharmaceutical company's illicit lab that tricks people into being guinea pigs for medicines. The uh-huh. front is a resort. Okay, you understand as part of your responsibilities, you have to also have to be the front desk man at the resort and talk to all the guests. For some reason, someone says, hey, can you watch your nephew? Can he stay with you? If I was that person, I'd say, no, I don't have time in my life I for a child. I'm holding down two jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running a resort and a death and beach. I don't nephew, have time for a kid. And that nephew is, can we all admit, is a little precocious, right? Uh, very much so. Yes, he's, he has he's, like a, he already has a shell collection that he keeps bragging about. <laughs> he has yeah. forty shells already that he's got. Uh, they and there's just <laughs> there's so much about this. There's so much about this twist that is bonkers in a way that raises more questions than it answers. <laughs> yes, and, and the implication is, and the, the the head goes. He goes, look, nature created this beach for a reason. 
clearly nature meant for us to secretly test pharmaceuticals there so that yeah. we could then bring them to market faster. That's why everything has a purpose. Like, not since yeah. God made bananas curves that they point at your mouth have I heard an explanation that yes. is more full of holes about why about intelligent design. Okay, so we are we are all we're about to wrap this bad boy up. Let's put a bow on it. Yeah. Trent and, and, Maddox, and, and so now the movie ends with the implication that this just goes on and more innocent people will fall into the trap of this horrible company, right? Stu? I don't that would be a chilling so. ending. <laughs> because Trent and Maddox show up, they go up to the cop they met earlier. Mm. Because he introduces himself and he finds out everybody's name and job and he never forgets a name, which is important. Um, he shows up, he gives the journal from the guy who wrote exhaustive notes to the cop uh, and there's a flashback of them breaking free from the coral as if we mm -hmm. couldn't just surmise that. <laughs> yeah. And then they are about that to- That was insulting. That was an insulting moment. The movie being like, hey, audience, you're too dumb to understand that they survived. <laughs> hey, audience- they, you're such dummies. You think they're ghosts. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll show you how they got free, morons. Like that was, I was insulted yeah. by that. Some new people show up and are about to be given their custom cocktails. Uh-uh, not so fast. Trent walks up and throws that shit on the Smash ground. <laughs> here, yep. here, I'll take this to your life-saving medicine. Smash. <laughs> yeah, I hope the ground, does, now the ground doesn't have Parkinson's anymore. The, uh, <laughs> and then he uh, he yells about how they put him on a beach that made him old and killed all their family. <laughs> this and is you know his what? name the and this is, is his address. At this point, Everybody buys it. Like yeah. everybody yes. just rolls with this shit. It's awesome. So They're here's, like, here's how the other did thing. your aunt take the news that you're old now? And he's like, and, she thought it was weird. The police officer instantly is faxing the notes to his boss, I guess in the age police. I don't know. I don't know how ha. it's his jurisdiction. Good time but, and I'm cop, like, sell it. And I was like, yeah, time cop, I guess. And I'm like, what? He's in the Time Variance Authority. He's like, I'm like, what case are they going to bring? Murder by Magic Beach? Like, hold on yeah. a second. What is the one? Is it the best they could get probably is fraud for misleading advertising about the resort because it doesn't say anywhere in the advertisements, warning, you may go to a Magic Beach that makes you old. Like, what is the case they're I mean, bringing in court? What's the other one that they're going to get, like, uh, in, uh, in trouble for, like, covering up accidental deaths on their beach. <laughs> like Disney's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> that happens at every resort, every cruise ship, every TGI Fridays. It's It just happens everywhere. They cover yeah. up accidental deaths. Well, everywhere. And, and this movie doesn't know where to end because I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Stuart, I'm going to jump in and say that like the movie actually ends with like then another, it goes on another scene for some reason where they're like all in the hell, the two of them are, the, the survivors are in a helicopter with the cop and it's just like the cops basically just being like, well, case closed. We, everyone's <laughs> we arrested informed. everybody. Like, everybody's arrested. And then they're like, uh, how's, as you said, how's our aunt going to take it that we're not kids anymore. Like we'll we'll survive, and then like the you know the helicopters flying over the ocean, and in my head I'm like, the only reason that there's still another scene, like what the movie is still going on, is like they wanted to get us back to near the beach so the camera could like go under the waves and we see like a fucking like UFO crash there or something. That would be you cool. know like yeah. but. But that would, no, have, that would have been awesome, like, actually. Look at the water. Yeah, it would have been. That would have been great. The well, end. that's the thing. Imagine, no, back to the imagine beach we do, though. you no. survived, you uncovered this conspiracy, you've saved the day, and they decide to give you a helicopter ride <laughs> to celebrate, and they start flying you by that beach. I'd be like, get the fuck away no, from that thing, dude. How high that thing goes. <laughs> yeah. This no, helicopter's no. about to get super old. <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine the kids were like, hey, 
take us by the beach so we can rub it in that beach's face that we got away. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you, yeah, beach. We did. The on the beach. <laughs> yeah, peeing on the beach, and their pee, the the bacteria on their pee is rapidly evolving into a new species that declares war on humanity. There's, there's so much that the fact that. Two people walk up to you on a resort and they're like, hey, remember when two kids talked to you yesterday? That was us. Here's all the proof you need. It's a journal we wrote. I mean, we didn't write it. Somebody else did. You're right. It all checks out. No way you could have faked this journal. Let me just let me just give it to my bosses. I'll stake my career on the idea that there's a magic beach that turns people old. Even though you're a 50-year-old man, you have the same mole as this kid I met yesterday. <laughs> You know what? I, it's a good thing that I fingerprint everybody I meet on vacation. Because now let's take your fingerprint. It's the same one. You are that kid. Oh, boy. This is going to make my career. The first policeman ever to ever to crack an age crime. We did it. So The only way the ending could have been sillier <laughs> is if they then showed the police arresting the beach and taking the beach away in handcuffs. <laughs> the handcuffs won't fit, boss. <laughs> the sand keeps slipping through them. Oh, no, and then the handcuffs are rusting away and, and <laughs> the beach is escaping. Be on the lookout for a beach. It turns people old. It's on the on the run. Uh, okay, well, uh, let's go to Final Judgments, whether there's a good, bad movie, bad, bad movie, a movie we kind of like. Um, I'm going to give kind of a, almost a hybrid judgment. I'll say that Hmm. This half is a movie leopard, I, half lion. This is a movie I kind of like, but not because I like. I, I wouldn't. I, you like it because you're you're a hard scientist. Not because it's not. <laughs> let me be clear. This movie is very. Let me put down this Stephen Baxter book and watch old, just a duet of hard science fictions. This is, movie is very dumb, and the dialogue feels incredibly awkward. Even like when it's being said by good people, like Vicky Creeps, for instance, like. Fantastic and Phantom Thread. I think it does her no favors to be acting in her second language and then been given these lines that are not <laughs> not sayable. Like I, I quoted the old uh, "You can type the shit, George, but you can't say it." Uh, Harrison Ford line about Star Wars. But that all being said, M Night Shyamalan is good at coming up with a compelling general idea and good at coming up with like. Variations on well, that I would say theme. this this is based on this is based on a graphic novel. So I okay, so I wouldn't yeah. don't give him credit for the original idea, but I don't or, I haven't read it, so sure. I don't know if the variations are his. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, he recognized that, a good premise. Taking that out of, out of it, then I will say a lot of a lot of good actors, and what I will say, I think M Night Shyamalan's actual strength is is uh, is visual storytelling, direction, mood. Like, I think this is a great-looking movie. I think that the visual, like, gambits he do does are are good. Like, I think he finds interesting ways to stage everything. And so it's this interesting <laughs> kind of fight between dumb script, good direction that I found enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to uh, it's hard to knock a guy for wanting to make a movie on his vacation. I mean, Sandler does it all the time, uh, and I mean, what a what a place to do it. I mean, that resort looked really nice. It must have been fun to stay at. Um, uh, so that's your it, yeah. rating. I would say it's a tough one. I would I would say this is kind of between like a like a good bad movie because it is very silly, and also a movie I kind of liked because there was stuff that I kind of liked about it. I don't think the I don't th obviously I don't think it all holds together. Uh, the silly stuff is very funny and silly. 
Um, and there's actors I like in it. Uh, so yeah, it's okay, whatever. <laughs> I think I would call this, it's weird. It's like, it goes into all three categories for me and that there are times when it's a good, bad movie because it's ridiculous, especially the very end. There are times mm-hmm. when it is a bad, bad movie for me because a baby is instantly born and then dies, which is <laughs> yeah. terrible. And there, but there are parts where there are moments in it I that I like. There, the are, there are a couple of scare moments in it that are fun scare moments, and there are a couple of affecting scenes because the actors are good in it. But so here's I'm gonna say I'm gonna call this movie ultimately disappointing in all categories uh, because so while I was watching it, I was like, this movie reminds me a little bit of like uh, not a not as well made like. Uh, Movie like uh, like Picnic and Hanging Rock, and then I was looking it up, and I and it said that M Night Shyamalan showed Walkabout and Picnic and Hanging Rock to uh, to his cast and crew, and it's like those both are movies that have this this sense of like people from civil you know quote unquote civilization going out into a kind of strange wilderness setting, being changed by it in an almost mystical way that they can't quite explain. And I wish this movie had been more like that. I wish it had been less, I wish he hadn't explained what was going on at all. The, the twist about yeah. the pharmaceutical company is so is so goofy. Uh, and I wish it was more about these characters are in this strange situation. It's affecting each of them differently. They don't understand what's going on, but they have to respond to it. And I, it's almost like I wish I could say to M. Night, like, I want you to push yourself more. I want you to challenge yourself to break out of your comfort zone and make a movie that is okay with being kind of lyrical and dreamlike because I think you can do it instead of reverting back to making like a crappy puzzle box that doesn't really – the pieces don't really fit together that well. So I'm going to give it a uh, needs improvement, see me after class. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Well, you know what, guys? This uh, podcast, we call it The Flophouse, is uh, supported every week by listeners like you. But we also have a couple of sponsors, and one of them this week is Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Products, content you create, even your time. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite, a whole suite of integrated SEO features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. You can sell your products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And all websites are optimized for mobile. Content automatically adjusts, so your site looks great on any device. And we are looking at all kinds of devices these days. That's my <laughs> that's my observation. That, was a, to, that, was, that left a lot of room for interpretation. Head to squarespace.com slash flop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code FLOP to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Dan, I had an idea for a website, and I was just wondering if Squarespace might be able to help me put it together. Quite possible. Okay, so it's called horrortripadvisor.com, and mm. it's you can go there and look at reviews and find out whether the vacation spot you want to go to has some kind of horror element, because maybe you don't want to go. Like, maybe... Is the, I want to see this resort. It looks really great. Do they have a beach where people turn old? Let me look at the customer reviews. Yeah. These Mayan ruins look really cool. Is there an evil vine that eats people there that might eat yeah. me? Because then I don't want to go there. So I, I know I that this, one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's that's one you've heard of. Uh, this there's this there's this kind of kooky resort in Wales. If I go there, am I going to be trapped there? And a giant white balloon is going to chase me around and eat me if I try to escape? Uh, and everyone mm. has a number instead of a name. You know the one I'm talking That's about. That's a resort. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they shot it at a resort. I guess ki- kind of. Uh, 
Yeah. So uh, it's called horroradvisor.com, horrortripadvisor.com. Do you think Squarespace will be able to help me with that? I need to be able to update I'm, it and have it work on lots of different devices. I'm sure. Like, they what would if be. I want? What if I want to stay at a motel and it was also a motel hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to stay at a motel hell. So do you want to fall into some kind of tourist trap? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I need to know about now that. Now you're want to play doing it, Dan. <laughs> I want to go on a driving trip, but I don't want to play any road games. So maybe TripAdvisor can help me with that. Or a joy I would, be, I would enjoy a house of flax. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, a that's, a, that's a tourist. Uh, it's a tour, tourist stop. Actually, yeah. legit, if I could stay at the 13 Ghost House, I would totally do it. Mm. No question. What about the house on Haunted Hill? <laughs> uh, there is a question. I might. I might. Yeah. What about Hell House? Oh, Hell House is the worst. Mm-hmm. Well, what about Hill House, which is haunted? <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. And what about, uh, what about the hills have eyes? <laughs> what about them? <laughs> Wait, let me try, uh, those hills sound really cool. Let me just see on TripAdvisor whether they have eyes or not. Oh, they do. Honey, let's not go to those hills. <laughs> no, no, let's no, go no. to the other hills. <laughs> okay. Uh, but are those eyes the eyes of Laura Mars? Mm, could be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, there's man. only one way to find out. Let's abre los ojos. About the ghosts of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts of the eyes of Laura Mars. John yeah. Carpenter all over both of those. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you guys are ever, if you ever find yourself in a stressful situation, maybe you're stuck on the beach from old, why don't you ever consider microdosing? <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> our it. show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. <laughs> Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Uh, as a user, I find them to be uh, a great way to wind down at the end of a long day. Uh, they chill me out, help me sleep. They're great. Um, Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing uh, THC, go to microdose.com and use the code FLOP, F-L-O-P, to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in our show description. And once again, microdose.com, code Flop. Elliot, I believe you have a jumbotron. I do have a jumbotron. And this message is for Hannah, and it's from Robbie. This is for Hannah from Robbie. If you're a Hannah who knows a Robbie, this jumbotron may be for you, especially if this message relates to you, and the message goes as follows. Happy 30th birthday, Hannah. I look forward to spending many more hours listening to the peaches alongside a person as considerate as Dan, inventive as Elliot, and cool as Stu, and excitable as an old-timey prospector. Love from Robbie. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, And uh, before we move on to the next part of the show, I just want to remind people, in case you didn't hear it at the top of the show, in case you just slammed that skip button as soon as you heard my voice, I understand it completely, that we do have a live show coming up, a live in-person show, the Flophouse is coming back to in-person performing. That's right, August 7th, 7.30 p.m. at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, our old stomping grounds, our old home. We're going to have a great time talking about Morbius. Could it be any other movie for our return to live performing but well, Morbius? I wish. That's the thing. It, we had to wait till there was something that Yeah, did we want to watch it. a movie about a dead vampire? Hell no, we're going to watch one about the living vampire. A living vampire. The movie that took America by storm, the movie they released twice in the same year, and it bombed both times. So just go to thebellhouseny.com. That's thebellhouseny.com to get your tickets for August 7th. Flophouse talks about Morbius. Boy, oh, yoing. Hey, it's John Moe. Join me on Depression Mode for conversations on how mental health shapes our life. This week, David Sedaris with stories of his late father that he's finally willing to tell. 
I think there's a difference between, you know, a good person and a good character. Like he was a good character, my boyfriend Hugh. And my father was another one of those people. He was a really good character, but he, he, he wasn't a good person. Depression Mode with John Moe, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me? Let's move on to letters from listeners like you. Uh, this one's from Jacob, last name withheld. Who writes? Of the letter. <laughs> hey there, peaches. I'm gearing up for a liver transplant surgery in the coming months, which is going to involve cool. a long recovery period at home oh. watching a lot of movies, presumably. Having recently listened back to the last Christmas episode, I was wondering if you three have any ideas of good transplant-themed movies to watch while trying not to reject my new organ. Bonus points for non-horror suggestions. <sighs> Keep on flopping in the free world. Jacob, last name without... Now, Stu, he says bonus points. You don't have to go for Oh, I can get points. normal points? You can just but I want to yeah, get yeah. more do the points normal, than you guys. <laughs> I mean, I... The, weirdly, the first one that came to my mind, it's not a great movie, and it also has, like, the same uh, weird idea about uh, organs transplants to some degree that Last Christmas has, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a weird fondness for Return to Me, the movie where uh, David Duchovny's wife passes away and then he ends up falling in love with the woman who received his wife's heart, uh, who was played by Minnie Driver. Um, it is honestly less for that and more because it has a, a, a very fun supporting cast, Carol Connor, Robert Loggia, Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt in particular great. is a lot of fun in the movie. It's... I'm not going to make any re uh, uh, claims for it to be high art, but in terms of like just fun, fluffy, romantic comedy that'll probably make you feel good if you're feeling down, that that one might fit the bill. You guys got anything? more than un Untamed Heart, the one where uh, the Slate Man has a, yeah, a monkey, a monkey heart. heart. Yeah, yeah. Originally yeah. titled Baboon Heart, it makes him super strong for a little while. Does it? I think so. Wow. Well, he has all the powers of that. baboon, so his butt is yeah. brightly colored. Mm hmm. That's a power. The uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say, uh, uh, I mean, this, again, this is a horror movie, so I don't get my bonus points. But I remember when I broke my arm and I was down in the dumps. I was a teenager, and my mom went to the uh, video store and rented me Body Parts, starring Jeff Fahey, where a guy loses an, a limb in a car accident, and he gets a replacement limb from a serial killer. Uh, does that serial killer survive and try and reclaim all his body parts? You know that shit. Oh. So watch Body Parts starring Jeff Fahey. Uh, I have uh, 
two options. One is one is also kind of a horror movie, and the other one is a kind of a comedy horror movie, so I don't know if that counts as different. But uh, if you want to see another movie where someone gets the hands of a serial killer, or of a murderer at least, uh, there's Mad Love with uh, Peter, Peter Lorre, uh, which is a movie that he is, plays a surgeon who gives a man the hands of a knife murderer, but mm-hmm. it's really more about Peter Lorre being a weird creep who's trying to steal the wife away from the man <laughs> who went through the surgery. So the hands are not yeah. that big they're not really the issue in the in the movie uh but i I have two things i wanted to say about that just one i also was surprised when i saw when i finally saw that like how little of it has to do with the premise and number two i could tell that you were about to say peter o'toole instead of peter laurie and i would love to see mad love with peter o'toole (laughs) peter yeah peter it would be a very different movie he's kind of creepy in his own way a different way though but there's a lot of great creepy stuff in it it looks beautiful it was directed by carl freund who is that rare man who who bridges the gap between uh, Weimar filmmaking and early television, since he was the cinematographer Metropolis, and he also was the director for I Love Lucy, uh, and he, you know he directed uh, the Mummy too, I believe. Uh, and uh, so, wait, 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 with Brendan Fraser? Uh, no, the, the <laughs> and the, Rachel Vice, the other one, <laughs> and Odell Fair. Brain breaking <laughs> for a moment <laughs> there. Is he? You're checking. Elliot is checking. He's like, no, but he did do the scorpion. Oh no, no, it's the Boris Karloff mummy. I was right. It was the Boris Karloff mummy. He didn't. He didn't come back to life uh, (laughs) thirty years after his death and direct the Brendan Fraser mummy. Uh, But it's it's just a cool looking movie, and uh, it's Peter Lorre is super creepy in it. But there's also I have a. uh, It's not a great movie, but I have a fondness probably just from being a kid and watching it with for the man with two brains, which is a real goofy movie about organ transplanting. Uh, Is it the best? comedy in the world? No, of course not. Uh, but it has some fun stuff in it. Now, I was going to recommend the Clint Eastwood movie Bloodwork until I started reading more about it and realized I hadn't seen it. I thought I had. I was, thinking, I was thinking of the movie, I was thinking instead of a different Clint Eastwood movie, uh, True Crime, I think it's called, but there's no mm-hmm. transplant in that. So uh, so I'll just stick with Mad Love and The Man with Two Brains. You know what? Cool. Try, try both of those too. I bet that they're probably the sort of mindless paperback thriller. I mean, they are They are from Clint Eastwood's that... kind of like toss them off uh, exactly. part of his career where he was just like, sure, I'll make this movie, whatever. That I seems mean, like a great thing to watch while convalescing. I mean, yeah. technically, in the movie Bad Taste, Peter Jackson's character does stuff alien brains in the hole in his skull. So mm, that is kind true. of a transplant. So I would say that's Bad true. Taste as well. And that's not a horror movie because it's just a great fun <laughs> no, comedy. Uh, I that's, mean, a great, that's a great movie, a, but it might make you feel a little sicker. Right? No, heard. man, no, that movie rules. I would say that's a fun movie. I wouldn't call yeah. it a great movie. but <laughs> You get out of here. Like, <laughs> the, close oh, the Zoom window. On, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Here's Actually, here's what you do. Watch Bad Taste. Watch it on Amazon Prime if it's still available there with the captions on. And whoever did the captions describes all the music that plays during the oh, during the movie. Nice. And it's very funny how specific they are about what, what the music sounds like. Okay. Well, I got one more important message from a listener. This one is from Dorothy Last Name Withheld, who writes Dorothy uh, Warnack from Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dear Stone Fruits, I would start by apologizing for the pedantry but I'm not sure pedantry is something that bothers the peaches. I'm a professor of plant biology, and I would like to clear up a few misconceptions about what a fruit is. Yep, let's oh. call up Chris. Wait. Let's call up the fruit brute. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, are they about to tell us that a boy can't grow leaves on his legs? <laughs> so we can't make do all a, these a pencil pencils. out of leaves? <laughs> <laughs> a fruit is a mature ovary containing seeds that matures following the fertilization of ovules. The part that we think of as a fruit is the ovary wall, 
that has developed into something tasty for seed dispersers to eat. Mm. Therefore, a nut is a type of fruit. Often what we call a nut, the part we eat, is the seed. The fruits of a strawberry are actually the brown things called achines, achines, I'm not sure, on the outside of the strawberry. The red part is the receptacle that holds the ovaries. A strawberry is an aggregate fruit. It is not a berry. Berries are simple fleshy fruits with seeds inside. Cucumbers, tomatoes, pumpkins, and bananas are examples. Strawberries, raspberries, and blackberries are not berries. Three words with berry in the name. I, I feel like at this point, there's certain times when science has to just make way for the way everybody talks. <laughs> like, sure. like, I understand the re- – come up with a different name other than berry for, for what that is. The same way that <laughs> – because, like, at this point, no one's, no one's using berry to describe, like, a yeah. banana. No, yeah. no, I, I – this is – look, this is all scientifically – Also, weirdly enough, although it is called a berry, the show on HBO featuring Bill Hader is not a berry. Mm, interesting. Oh, oh, yeah. And, li- and as many people may know, if you t- don't try to eat a brickleberry, the taste is sour and very mm-hmm. unpleasant. Mm-hmm. The movie and Dead also- and Buried features no berries either. <laughs> yeah, and another fun <laughs> fact, the snozberries taste like snozberries. Mm-hmm. The little, okay, back to the letter. The little hairs on raspberries that gross out Elliot are called Disgusting. styles. <laughs> the, the, called no, styles like from fucking Teen Wolf? Wolf's friend. They're yeah. called styles. Oh, that's Although, why. That's why that why that raspberry says, "What are you looking at, penis nose?" <laughs> or is it dick nose? I can't dick remember. Dick nose. Dick nose. Penis nose. That's the. That's the. I guess that's that, the, that the G-rated version. That was the network edit. Yeah. These are the structures in the flower that sperm cells travel down to fertilize the ovule at the base of the style, which then develops into the fruit. Fruit, you nasty. Hope, hope <laughs> that was my. Was that in the letter, edition. or that was you? That was. That was <laughs> hope you. Found this interesting and not annoying. Have been listening to your show since I was a graduate student working long nights alone in the lab. Thanks for the company. Dorothy, last name withheld. P.S. I also went to Earlham. Go Quakers. Hell yeah. Hustling Quakes. That's us, baby. So thank you for that. Sometimes you learn something here on the Fluff House. Mm -hmm. Occasionally. Very infrequently. But... Yep, you learn how to drag and drop this shit in the garbage and get on with I mean, your life. I mean, Rufus Sewell learned that it was the Missouri breaks that he was thinking of if he's listening yeah, to this true. episode. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, he said it's his favorite podcast. <laughs> but I think he only says that as some kind of weird sexual mind game he has with me. Uh, uh, let's get on to the next thing. I know uh, Stuart has some birthday parties to go to. So I do have some birthday parties to go. I'm fucking popular. Let's uh, do this. Uh, recommendations is the last part of the podcast. That's Movies. what it is. Uh-huh. You might want to watch instead of uh, wasting your life as we have with <laughs> these films. Um, hey, I mistake. I, I gonna, wish we hadn't made. Yeah, if we if we had it over to again, would we be as successful with a different format? Probably. We could have done something that enriched our lives. Anyway, if um, we were if we if this show was about cars or sports, we'd be way more successful. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. let's just call it car mm-hmm. talk or guys. or food. I feel like people like talking food. Yeah, you know what? That's Next why episode that fucking fruit, the food house. fruit episode was crazy. Yeah, Stuart's a real trailblazer. He's mad numbers. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh, recommend to you uh, Crimes of the Future, the latest David Cronenberg film. Uh, you know, if you like Cronenberg, you'll like this one. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Uh-huh. If you like people, you know, using technology that looks like bones that have been yes. put together. And if you Love like. It. Goo and uh, you <laughs> love know, it. If you like a movie that has a man with a zipper in his stomach, so you can see his internal organs, love it. Crimes of the Future is for you. It's not 
Like it's got almost as many exposition dumps as uh, old does. Oh, but uh, the Cronenberg a, exposition dumps are great. Yeah, yeah, it's not a perfect film, but but yeah, his exposition exposition dumps. He does find kind of fun ways of doing it with like just barely concealed like sick right com- comedy underneath the seriousness of all of it, and it you know it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's ultimately like a meditation on a lot of like real emotions, even though the actual content of the film is very bizarre. You, I mean, you just said, and I know it was just like a, a, a turn of phrase, but you said that it's not a perfect movie. And I feel like that's part of what makes Cronenberg movies so great is that they all are like imperfect in such like interesting and fun ways. Like this is a guy, I don't know, like like he's a genuine like weirdo auteur kind of that still makes movies that could be played in a movie theater. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Stu, why don't you... So I was surfing around on the old shutter the other day, and I had to wash uh, wash the taste of the movie The Sadness out of my mouth. Do not recommend that one unless you like super gross uh, stuff, uh, But <laughs> I uh, which I now. normally do. But for whatever reason, this one was not uh, gross in a specific way that I What was it called again? The Sadness. Mm, uh, so I'm know. not recommending that. Instead, I'm going to recommend a movie from 2001 that's also on Shudder called, uh, it's a movie that I, I'm sure I've mentioned here on the Flophouse, but I don't believe I've ever recommended it. And that's called Brotherhood of the Wolf. Uh, oh, it is a French movie. Yeah. Uh, it is a, it's kind of like if uh, The Name of the Rose was also an action monster movie. <laughs> Uh, and it, it turns basically into a live action video game at the end. Ooh, baby. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's great. Um, it's got a lot of attractive people in it. You got uh, Monica Bellucci. You got Vincent Cassell. You got Mark DeCascos, who is playing a Native American character, so that's not cool. But whatever. It's Mark DeCascos. He's awesome. Uh, it's directed by uh, Christopher Gans, who I who I noticed uh, directed previously had directed the live action Crying Freeman movie also starring Mark DeCascos. Hell yeah. Uh, so if you like, if the idea of like a period piece, uh, mystery, action, martial arts uh, movie sounds fun, check out Brotherhood of the Wolf. It's a blast. It's also like super long. It looks great. Two thumbs up. When I Back in 2001, when my buddy found like a rip of it off the internet, it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I was so nuts for it. Christoph Gans also went going- to do Silent Hill, the Silent Hill movie, which is uh, a mess narratively, but uh, very interesting to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I remember going to see uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf in the theaters when it came out. And I remember there were almost, there was very few other people in the theater and just watching the whole thing being like, how are there not more people in the theater right now yeah. watching this? <laughs> it's so, it's, it's, it's a bonkers movie. There's so much stuff going on in it. So fun. Uh, Elliot? Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie, uh, you know, a lot like uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf in that it's uh, from another country, but otherwise <laughs> it's not very much at all. Like, is there uh, martial arts in it? <laughs> uh, there is there not wolves? martial arts in it. Uh, anyway, this movie is called Old, and no, the, uh, <laughs> it's not from another country. So uh, I recently watched the movie Mädchen in Uniform. That means girls in uniform. Oh, yeah. It's a German movie from 1931, and uh, – it's the story of a girl who gets sent to a very strict private school uh, in Germany and begins a sort of infatuation with this teacher that all the girls have crushes on uh, that turns into a kind of heightened passionate emotion that that threatens the balance of the school. That uh, She becomes this uh, controversial, controversial figure at the school. And uh, the, it's really good. The acting in it is really great. 
Uh, and it was exciting to see a movie from that era that is so much about um, love between women, not in a purient way, not like not kind of playing on it for titillation, but uh, the yeah. feelings that young people can form in their minds around older people and about uh, love that that breaks the mold of the time that it's in and things like that. But overall, it's just, it was just a really good movie, and I found it to be very. Uh, I mentioned like Picnic at Hanging Rock earlier in this episode, and there are, there are things about that movie. This movie has no supernatural or mystery elements to it, but there are things mm. about that. The kind of like, that, kind of like old because it's all science. Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that kind of like the kind of uh, heightened emotional state of of uh, of uh, young women in a in a place together yeah. where they can't express themselves fully. Uh, well, it, it really, I thought it captured well. So I really liked it a lot. Mansion in uniform, it's called. And I know that it's also, a, you know, as you say, it's not a, a, a it doesn't, a, um, it like it is a, a matter of fact film. It is not a purient film. I don't know how to say that word, uh, as you say, but it is a movie that is, a, you know, looked on as like an early landmark of uh, lesbian cinema. Um, yeah, yeah. And, very and with good reason. It's about, it's about that. characters. It's about same-sex love in that way between women. Yeah. But uh, and the, I'm speaking of the 1931 version. There's a 1958 version I have not seen and I cannot vouch for. Who knows what goes on in that one? But the 1931 one, uh, I enjoyed a lot. And Dan, what about you? Uh, I did mine already. So that. Oh right. Only means you did yours already. That well, Stu, I mean, what about you. you? Have you got one? No, no. He. <laughs> yeah. So what it's a movie me? from 2001. It's from oh, France. Man, we're it's on the by beach Christopher that Dan. sends us. <laughs> <laughs> just like zooms us ahead to the next episode of the Flophouse. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, let's uh, let's let's close up this uh, this episode uh, mm -hmm. by saying uh, thank you to Maximum Fun. Uh, go to maximumfun.org. See all the other stuff uh, that's on the network. There's a lot of podcasts you could be listening to. Maybe you'll like one over there. In addition to us, you can go to flophousepodcast.com. Uh, find all our episode episodes. Find stuff about us. Um, there's an events page that I will soon be updating with uh, the, the event. Hopefully, I will remember to do that beforehand. Cool, cool, uh, so cool. So you can go cool. there. Um, no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm saying this in part to remind myself to have that done before this episode yeah. comes so out. So when you we listen can't... to this episode next week when it comes out, you'll remember to do it. You can see whether I did it or not. It's a fun <laughs> game that the audience can play. I can't stress enough how excited I am that we are doing a live show, yeah. talking about Morbius, yeah. getting up mm -hmm. on a stage, being silly buns mm -hmm. with my two best buddies. I cannot I love being silly buns. wait. <laughs> can't wait. Um, and thank you to Alex Smith. He is at Howell Dottie on Twitter. He is our producer. Uh, we make a lot of work for him by being as shambling as we are. So thank you for helping us, Alex. Uh, but that's it for the Flophouse. I've been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. So I'd kind of like to stay on that beach that makes you old. I'd just be like, fuck it. Like, let's just enjoy it. Maximumfun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported